0: what's up youtube family welcome to the linked up church online experience we're so glad you've chosen to tune in before we jump into today's video we want to remind you that this channel isn't just for adults we have content for babies in the little link land section kids in the linked up kids section and relevant services for your teenagers from the plug so grab the whole family because we're about to get started Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss a video from us. And don't forget to share this video with someone who needs to hear an encouraging message. Let's jump in. Now we're continuing on Faith Lives Part 9. Faith Lives Part 9. It's that important that we believe the Holy Spirit has made it that important that you get this information. Because it should resurrect the thinking or it should uh, uh, recreate a thinking in, in you, a spiritual thinking in you whereby you are truly God's kid. Yes. You are truly his child. Faith lives. Now, we know that true living faith is an active relationship with our Father God, and it always should govern how we behave, who we are, what we do, and how we behave. You know, faith is not merely a a system or a, a, a list of laws and rules and regulations and doctrines of beliefs. It is an intentional relationship with our God. That means that we are intentional about loving Him. We are intentional about being aware of His love towards us. The grace of God that brings salvation always, always uh, brings about a righteous behavior on our part. Right. We've been talking about that now for the past nine weeks nine. or so. Yeah. So now we, we know and understand that this is, fi- you know four times, multiple times actually, Four specific times, Scripture talks about the just living by faith. But our foundation Scripture is Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Romans 1, 1, 6 and 17. Yes. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We've learned that there are seven truths that we've been talking about. This is not exhaustive, but there are seven truths, seven pillars upon which you need to understand and know that you are just and that you are called to live by faith. Number one, sin is not the problem sin is not the problem it does not stop god's grace in your life number two grace does not give us a license to sin it does not just because we get the goodness of god undeserved does not mean that we can continue to act a fool that's right number three be conscious of your right standing with god and not sin be more conscious of who you are in christ than you are of the sin number four do not confuse god with evil god is not the author nor the permitter of evil let me say that again god is not the author nor permitter of evil we have we are living in a fallen world and it has run rampant amen five resist all forms of evil sickness and poverty etc we understand that uh james chapter 4 told us so then surrender subordinate yourself come under and be obedient to god stand up to the devil resist to oppose to stand against him and he will turn and run away from you so he says when i when i dance my dance when i move my feet how does the song go i just we just got through singing
1: <laughs> when the I darkness move my body
0: yeah when, when I, I move, move my, my feet, feet when i open my mouth <laughs> then the darkness flee yeah bernard back there he's gonna egg me on take his job <laughs> over so this means resisting means to actively stand against and some of some people are so bold to say forget resisting i'm gonna go on the attack i'm gonna get more people saved i'm gonna be more of a light. i'm gonna love harder i'm gonna give stronger yes. so no uh, remember uh, pastor gregory last week gave us a challenge he said listen identify something in which you need to, some, something that you need to resist the devil in. And he said, resist it every single day and watch it flee from your life. I don't care if you just resisted it on Thursday and he fleed on Thursday and tried to show back up on Friday. If you did that challenge, I want you to type in, I want you to make known that that brother gone,
1: yeah. he gone, boy bye. <laughs> amen amen
0: put that in the chat let us know that you've been resistant and you've seen him fling. I was sharing a story earlier that you know our Gwen she was talking about how she had been dealing with pain in her back for quite some time and the Holy Spirit told her some things to do and she started doing those things and before she knew it she just realized last week that she wasn't feeling that pain no more and so, you know, God is the God of the supernatural. He'll instantly manifest himself. But sometimes you need to follow some instructions. Yeah. And before you know it, that miracle will ease up on you unawares. Amen? Yeah. So now we're picking up on... Num- then we get- went to number six. Number six was God's will does not automatically come to pass in our lives as individuals. It does not automatically come to pass. Now, God will accomplish his will in the earth. It's whether he will accomplish that will in, uh, th- in and through us. We understand... Part A of that was Jesus said that, that not everyone will be saved. We talked about the narrow gate, and we talked about the wide gate. But we also know number, uh, part B is that it's God's will for everyone to be saved. So no, though not everyone will, be, uh, will become saved, it's still his will and his desire that not uh, people do not perish. Right. We understand in C is God's will for everyone to be healed. It is God's will for everyone to be
1: healed. That's right
0: d not everyone receives their healing on this side of heaven that's just a fact is it because god permitted it because there's there's a lot of talk of how he permitted it no but there is a rampant devil and there is a rampant enemy and the thing about jesus christ is he proved that even in death we
1: still win that's right that's we right. st- in
0: fact, that's the, that's the glorious entryway to the per- to, per- to the perfection that we seek after here on earth.
1: That's good. So God doesn't kill our loves, loved ones. You know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He doesn't kill them. He receives them.
0: He receives them. So he's not taking your loved one. He receives your loved one. Thanks, babe. Mm-hmm. And now that lands us still on number six. Uh, God's will does not automatically come to pass in our lives, but we're at part E. And part E, which is so important known truth releases freedom. I'll say that again. Known truth releases freedom. John chapter eight, verses 31 and 32. I'll read it from the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus said to those Jews who believe in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. If you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom in your lives. He says, if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom in your lives. So when I embrace the truth that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, that means that though my mother has gone on to be with the Lord, if I'm sure in my salvation, I can move from mourning and grieving into celebration because I know that my mother is in my future and not just in my past. If I embrace the truth that he has made all things new and I am a new creature in Christ Jesus and old things have passed away, that means that I don't have to walk in the shame and the guilt of what my past may look like or what my family may have come from or what things may have uh, ha- things that may have happened to me I don't have to be held bondage by that because I am free knowing that I am a new creature, and behold, old things have passed away. If I have embraced the truth that God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, I'm not held back when it's time for me to tithe. I'm not held back when it's time for me to give. I'm not held back when it's time for me to sow. I'm not held back when it's time for me to serve because I am so confident in the truth and the fact that he shall supply my every need that I respond to that by what I do.
1: That's good. And
0: by what I give. That's good. And when we get that, then that's living by faith. That's so good. And that makes us more focused in trusting him than being moved by our circumstances. That's good. Now, we all want to prosper mm-hmm. in everything. How many of you want to prosper in everything? You just want to win. You want to be on top.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Third John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And I'll read it from the New King James. 3 John 1, verses 1 through 4, very familiar passage of Scripture. It says here, The elder, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper, spirit, in all things, be in health, body, just as your soul prospers, uh, mind, body, and uh, mind minds, will, will and will emotions. emotions. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Now, although this was penned by John the Apostle, It is also preserved for eternity for your hearing and for your knowing. In other words, your father, your daddy God, your heavenly creator is saying to you, it is my prayer, it is my will that you prosper, be in health, even as I so prosper. And there's no greater joy than I have to see my children walk in that truth. Walking in that truth basically means living by faith. That's right. It basically means living by faith. So you got to understand that faith is, not, is a lifestyle. It's not a goal. I don't believe God to get married. I don't believe God for a big business. I don't believe God for, uh, for riches. I don't believe God for a house. I don't believe God for a car. It's okay to put your faith in those things, but you live by faith in that. Because along with that, especially getting married, you gotta do, you got to obey him in a whole lot of other areas. That's right. Amen. When I was at Raymond, I thank God for my Raymond education. I thank God for where I came from because it was a stepping tone from glory to glory to where I am now. But I had a favorite teacher, still my favorite teacher, but he would always talk about turning on the switch of faith. Turning on the switch of faith. And praise God, it, it was a bit of revelation for me now, but I thank God that he has shown me even something greater. You can't turn on the switch of faith. You got to live by faith. That means it's on all the time. That's right. It is on all the time. You know, the sun is on all the time. It's just that the boom, the, the Earth moved. It never goes out, That's right? right? That's right. So therefore, you know, I understand that there's only two real goals to living by faith. Two real goals to living by faith, and that is loving God and loving your neighbor. Those are two real goals that uh, pertain to living by faith. Now, obtain this truth means loving God, and to love him is to know him, right?
1: Mhm. Yes.
0: Y'all better act like y'all yeah. in this room. Y'all better <laughs> type in amen up in there.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you know, loving him is to know him. Yeah. So therefore, we have to be filled with his knowledge. I love my husband not because he look good.
1: And he does you, look good. You do nah. look good. Yeah. Huh? Make it easy for you. I make yeah, it easy you, for you. Me. make it easy, easy on for your eyes. Me. Yeah.
0: But I got to know him. You don't want to commit your, your life to somebody and you don't know him. That's right. It gets old real fast. Cute gets old real fast.
1: Did I start looking better the more you got to know me? You
0: did, baby. Praise you did. Because,
1: you know, you have met somebody real cute, and then you get to know them.
0: And they got ugly real all fast. all of a sudden,
1: that cute just went way down because of how they acted.
0: Yeah, exactly. To
1: know someone is to truly love them.
0: Yes. Well, to, to, to love them is to know them. Is to
1: know them, better way Right.
0: Yeah. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, in the Amplified, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed. So you can't love God in an old mindset. That's right. You have to evolve into who he created you to be from the beginning, from the garden, by the entire renewal of your mind, entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you even that which is good, acceptable, and perfect in his sight for you. You know, we are, we've been doing a study, and we've been doing a, a, in our connect groups, uh, connecting to freedom, living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil versus living from the tree of life. And see, when we continue to go back to what we know, what we, what we, how we grew up in our experiences, we're living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil instead of the tree of life, and the tree of life is the knowledge of God. Right. Amen? This is Holy Spirit's prayer for you. This is God's eternal prayer for you. He says in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, I'll read it from the Passion's Translation. He says, since we heard, first heard about you, you've, we've kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over your lives, making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. Do you realize, saint... That God's prayer is that you be filled with the knowledge of him so that you could become a reservoir of all kinds of wisdom and spiritual knowledge as far as he's concerned. He, we pray that you will walk in the ways of, the tr- of true righteousness, pleasing God in everything that you do. Then you'll become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. And we pray that you would be energized with his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. So you can't love God uh, properly until you know God. And even in the little bit that you know, he's able to take that and make your experience with him so good that you can't help but to want to know him even
1: more More. that's good yeah that's true. even
0: more so understand that we don't know to get we don't get to know God so that we can get stuff we know to live we know to live it's continually sharpening our lifestyle sharpening our behavior building our character yeah so how do we bring that peace of heaven down to earth how do we get God to fall fresh on us? How do we walk in this manifestation of knowledge and spiritual understanding? Peter says it really good. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 8 in the Passion. I can drop the mic after I read this. <laughs> this is all that needs to be said. 2 Peter 1, 3 through 8, he makes it so plain in this Passion translation. I love it. I love it. He says, everything we could ever need for life And complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. It's already in you. When you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's already in you. All things that you need pertain to life and godliness is already in you. When He said, when you said yes to Holy Spirit, He deposited everything that you needed by His divine power. For all this was lavished, was lavished upon us. Uh, upon us through the rich experience of knowing him Mm. who has called us by name because he knows you he knows you better than you know yourself he knows how many how many teeth you got in your mouth he knows how many hairs are on your head he knows what he knows everything about you so he says just come to know me a little bit and i'll show out so big and so strong on your behalf so good and he says here The rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Now, if he's invited us, what's our responsibility? To respond and show up, right? That's right. So he he invited us, so the door is open. It's up to us to come on in. Come on in. Yeah. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. We have escaped it. So when we go back, it's because we want to. That's just a simple
1: fact. That's right. That's true.
0: So devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing, adding to your faith with goodness. Adding to that goodness, understanding. Adding to that understanding, the strength of self-control. And that's where we lose it. We understand Oh, he loves us. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, we understand he wants us to walk uh, walking goodness, yeah. But it's that self-control that we sort of dip out on. And to self-control, add patient endurance. To patient endurance, add godliness. And to godliness, add mercy towards your brothers and sisters. And to mercy towards others, add unending love. These virtues are already planted deep within you. Verse 8, y'all read it. These virtues are already planted deep within you. You possess them in abundant supply. So you can be patient. I'm talking to myself. You can be patient. You can be long-suffering. You can endure. You you might feel tired, but feeling tired is after the flesh because the Spirit is willing. They keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. This is the just that live by faith.
1: That's good.
0: Whereas you get to know him and the beauty of all that he is. And when you know him and embrace him, you live for him.
1: Amen. So good. So if you think about it then, over the course of our lives, if we've been taught that I need to do this in order to get God to do something, my motive can easily become the reason I'm doing it it's because I want to get God to do something. Listen to the difference. Not because I want to know him better. And you can see what God is after. God says, I already, I've already given you all these things. It's
0: already been, de- not just given. It's been,
1: deposited, it's been deposited, in in you. deposited in you. So all we really need to do is develop those things and build our relationship with God. And then he releases all the natural stuff that we need in this life. Right so 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 are there any parents in here? How many parents in here have children? We all understand that as parents, right? As our kids develop, we give them more. Is that accurate? We don't give them anything that they are not ready for. How I mean, you can do a child more damage than good by giving them something that they're not ready for. Right, You give a child that doesn't understand money and financial management, give them a $1,000, they'll spend it on video games. Come on, somebody. They'll, they'll just waste it, and it'll be gone within two days with nothing to show for it. That's right. right. God is no different. So think about it. As we develop in him, he releases more of his resources. We call him the God, right, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, right? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. We said all the gold is his, right? All the silver is his. So then he has the ability to release that at any point that he wants to.
0: You know, I just got this a visual. our development. I'm sorry. I Go just
1: ahead. got a visual. Please. What if
0: the very miracle you need is hidden behind you forgiving that one person that you said you would never forgive? That's how we walk by faith. That's how the justice lived. And that's how known truth makes us free. What if the miracle you need is hidden behind you reaching out to that person and saying, I was wrong the way I treated you because I was hurt, and I forgive you. You setting yourself free may make your entire situation be
1: free. So think about something you said earlier. Known truth releases freedom. That's right. So once God releases that truth to you, your response is to actually go do it. That's right. And that'll release more freedom into your life. Exactly. Our challenge is we don't want to seem weak in front of the person. I'm not apologizing to them. They're the ones that... They're the ones
0: who did that. but,
1: But see, it's not about that. It's really not about them at all. It's about you in that moment, okay? I don't need a whole lot of time to say what I need to say today. Point number seven, faith lives in the victory of God's love. Faith lives in the victory of God's love. I believe it's one of the greatest revelations in the body of Christ and in the word of God is to have a revelation of how much God actually loves you. Do you all believe in this room that God loves you? Yes. I mean do you do you Absolutely. believe online that God actually yes. loves you? Yes. Right? I want oh, you to put your arms around him. yourself. I want you to just hug yourself right now as if God is hugging you. Come on, do it right there online. Do it right where you're at. Put your arms around yourself and say, God loves me. God loves me so much.
0: So much. Come on,
1: say it one more time. Say, God loves me. God loves me so much. So much. Now squeeze yourself right now as if God is just squeezing his love into you right now. If you're online, I want you to type that in. I want you to actively add faith to it and just type in, God loves me so, put like eight O's on there, so much. So much. And get a revelation of that. Now, think about it this way. He loves us so much, he gave us his son. Now, I have two children. I wouldn't give either, neither one of them for anybody. As a matter of fact, as parents, we will try to kill somebody who hurt, tried to hurt our child. Right or wrong? We would never give our child for someone that didn't even care anything about us. But yet God said, while we were yet sinners right Christ died for us I don't know how much more he can do folks than to give us the best that he has at a time when we don't even want it
0: that's right
1: and we reject it right so now let's get into this let's go to Romans chapter 8 And let's uh, look at verses 31 through 39. But before we read 31 through 39, context is king. They taught us in Bible school, never start in the middle of the chapter. Always describe the context so that what you begin to read, so you read the verses before and you read the verses after it, so that you're keeping the information that you're sharing with the people in proper context. So before we start reading verse 31, the entire chapter is talking about suffering right that we as believers go through and the future glory that god will bring out of it matter of fact in romans chapter 8 verse 1 it says that there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit right for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of spirit and death right but then you'll drop down uh sin and death but you, then you'll drop down to verse 26 and, and you'll see there it's very interesting here that he talks about he gives us the holy spirit and the ability to pray in the holy spirit because there are times in our lives it says the spirit helps us in our weaknesses right because there are times when we don't know what to pray for as we ought but the Spirit Himself makes intercessions and groanings for us, right? With utterings that cannot be mentioned, right? So so think about it then. I really want this to sink in. One of our greatest weaknesses as human beings is we don't know what to pray for. Yeah. It's a tremendous weakness of ours as a human being. There are times in our lives when we just don't know what to pray for. You ever been hit with something in life and you just scratch your head like, I don't know what What I'm getting ready to do? What just just happened? I don't know. I've been, that's, I've had several of those over the course of my life. Mm -hmm. But notice what it says. This is why one of the greatest gifts he can give us is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and pray in other tongues. When you're praying in other tongues, you're literally praying out divine secrets and mysteries that your mind does not understand. But your spirit is fully aware of everything that's happening in your life, everything that's going on. And if you'll pray in the spirit long enough, the spirit will give your mind understanding and you'll know what to do. Right? So the spirit will help us when we are weak. And then I love the rest of that. It goes on to say uh, that the end result of that is that all things will work together for our good. Good. So even though we're in a bad situation, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, right, and we know how much God loves us, it gives us a confidence. I don't know how it's getting ready to be worked out. I don't know how God will do it, but I know it will eventually work out for my good. Anybody ever been there before where you started out and you just, I'm just going to believe God, right? and you got out of the situation, and then you look back and didn't even know how God got you out of the situation. But guess what? I can tell you, I didn't care either. I was just happy I was out of the situation, and God brought good out of something that I couldn't even figure my way out of. September 6th. Yeah, I won't even, that's (laughs) one of them, right? But there are many that we can talk about, right? Right. And so, I just want to speak that into somebody's life right now. If you're dealing with something that you don't really know what to do right now. Spend more time praying in the Holy Ghost. That's right. Spend more time praying in other tongues. And then trust God to illuminate and give your mind understanding and revelation, and you'll know what to do. And then even while in the midst of it, learn how to say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't even understand all of these things. The only thing I know is that this will work out for my good practice that every single time something comes can I, up.
0: Can I share something Please. real quick? Please. There was a situation where Pastor Gregory and I, we trusted some people and we invested some money and it was a large sum of money. A lot of money. A lot of okay. money. And um, we thought we were investing in it and we find out about a year later later that it was a Ponzi scheme.
1: We were living in Michigan so long before yeah, we ever long, came This is a before.
0: long, long time ago. And I love what my husband did, because when it happened, I mean, I'm heartbroken. We're upset. We're
1: upset. I'm beyond upset. I'm, I, mean, he, about to kill I mean, he's mad. I mean, he's
0: mad because we knew and trusted these somebody. people, right? And so what he said, <laughs> what he said, I didn't get it at the time. I didn't even want to hear it. But it was so profound, and it, it left a, I mean, I, I don't even know if I told you, but it was a root in me. I'm about to cry. What's going on? Okay, it was a root in me. He said, "Babe, that's all right. We'll sow it a seed."
1: I literally said, "They didn't steal it from us. We're gonna sow it a seed." So he, I switched it.
0: He sowed it a seed. And in that, and, and it wasn't the same day, but it was like a couple of weeks later. I had a devotional talking about the sacrifice of praise. When you turn something, that's what's a sacrifice when it's negative. When it's bad, and you turn it to God's glory, and when you turn it to God's glory, that sacrifice of praise, and you plant it, He makes it manifest. And let me tell you, it was a large sum of money. In in reality, over six figures, we could not afford to lose that much money. Yes, it was over six figures. We were investors, so praise God. So we did a lot of investing, and God, we just, we never lost a dime. We repented. And he so, sowed it as so. seed. And even during the Enron crisis, even during this here whole debacle with what's going on right now, our 401ks, whatever we put our, our, our money into, we have never lost.
1: Never lost.
0: So that's, a, that's just a testimony for somebody out there. So,
1: so it's a, a knowing that God loves me so much and us so much. He's not getting ready to let them steal over six figures from us right and so what they meant for evil god can turn it around and work it for his good if you actually put faith in that i would say he's given us back seven times oh, greater than more. that and, and right? this is
0: the thing we forgave the person that did it but justice was still at toe that person ended up having to serve 13 years in prison
1: now even though i said that i prayed that they go to jail <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being honest that justice would be served in this situation I literally prayed that every day, even though I forgave them. I prayed for justice to be served. Now, I didn't rejoice when they went to jail, but I knew God judged it right. Is everybody clear on that? All right, so now what verse? See, known truth brings more freedom. The Scripture says that if the thief be found, then he has to return seven times greater what he stole. So we knew who the thief was, right? Now, a lot of times we think it has to come back from the person who stole it. I mean, God has a million and one ways to get those same resources back to you. You don't care where they come from. You just want to believe for seven times greater than what was stolen from you. I need a real good amen. It's too much sitting. sitting, It's too quiet in this room for me. Y'all could have stayed home if you were going to be quiet. I need a real real good amen in this place. I need a glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Romans 8:31 through 39. I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It says, what then shall we say to all of these things? Which means we need to have something to say about any time suffering, trials, or tribulations come into our lives. We should not be quiet about it. We should not have closed mouths about it. We should have something to say, and the Bible tells us what we should say. Literally, it says, if God is for us, Amplified, who can be successful against us? Come on, let's all confess that in this room. Say it with me. If God is for us, if God is for us, who can be successful? Who
0: can be successful against us? Against us. Come on online.
1: Say it online. Type it in. If God is for us, who can be successful against us? Now notice what it didn't say. It did not say no one could be against us. We are going to have people that are... If you stand for something, you're going to have people that are against you. What it says is they won't be successful against you. That's Weapons right. will form, but they, but they will, will not prosper. prosper. That's right. Verse 32 says, "Who did not? He who did not spare even his own son... This is a powerful verse here. He who did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us all, that includes me and you, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all all things? All things. Now, what's left after all? So, if he didn't spare his son in death, what's healing your body? Come on, if he didn't spare his son in death, what's getting you a job? Come on, if he didn't spare his son in death, come on, somebody. What's uh, bringing a, a life partner into your life so that you can enjoy marriage and the fruit of that for the rest of your life? Come on, if he did not spare his own son, and the Scripture says, now he will with his son give you all things. Why wouldn't we put all our stock in the fact that if he gave us his son, then I know I can get a job. Come on, I know I can pay off all these bills. Come on, I know I can walk in the freedom of being debt free if he gave me his son what is the rest of this I'm believing God for it's easy to God right verse 33 who will bring any charge against God's elect elect there means his chosen one I don't know if you realize it or not but God chose you that's right you are chosen right. by God God man it's one thing yeah, I don't know everybody I haven't been saved my whole life right but it's one thing when you're out hanging out right and you get chose yeah <laughs> Come anybody here know what I'm talking about? It's just something about that that feels good, right? She's checking me out. It's kind of like when I saw her for the first time. I knew she was just all into me. You know what I mean? I, I knew that if I just talked to her, it's a done deal. I said. I remember by faith saying, "Boy, she talked to me. It's done." And, and see, you see, she's right here today,
0: though. Yes,
1: I am. No, I'm just kidding. I'm having yes, fun. Somebody say, "God chose me."
0: God chose me, and thank you. Say, it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. To
1: be chose. To be chose. Why don't you thank God for that right now? I mean, God chose you. Think about that. God said, Tonette, I want you. I love you so much. I want you to be a part of my life, right? If you've ever had, ladies, just somebody drop to that knee, you know how overwhelming that is for someone to say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Now, let's take it a step further. Jesus died on on one knee, and he didn't say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. He said, I want to spend eternity with you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Somebody ought to lift their hands right now, man, knowing somebody loves me so much that they want to spend eternity with me. Oh, such a blessing. It is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless and putting us in a right relationship with himself who is the one who condemns us christ jesus is the one who died to pay our penalty and more than that who was raised from the dead and who is at the right hand of god interceding with the father for us now folks i don't know if you all understand what i just read and if i can just help you visualize can you imagine jesus is seated at the right hand of god the father the word intercede means to go on behalf of another person so god is at the right hand jesus is at the right hand of god the father praying for you every single day that you would walk in all the fullness that his death burial and resurrection has provided for you I want you to think about that. You're praying in the, in the perfect will of God by the Spirit of God in Romans 8:26. Now in Romans 8:35, Jesus is praying for you. So now you're praying, Jesus is praying. How I mean, you know we can't lose with the stuff that we use? It's impossible to lose with all of the tools. Man, I feel like a rapper up here right now, <laughs> MC Young uh, G. Uh, no, MC PG. Uh, get back to the bible preach right minister right think about that for a moment how can you lose with jesus praying for you you can't he loves you so much that he died rose from the grave right went to heaven seated at the right hand of god the father to assure through prayer that you get everything that he provided for you through prayer let's keep going now verse 35 now knowing all of that there's some things we need to add to this if we know all of this right and we know that God loves us again how many of y'all believe that God loves you yes. right. how many of y'all believe God loves you like just uh, with an overwhelming love I mean it's just like man mm-hmm. right y'all believe that how many of y'all online believe that God loves you right just type it in I know God loves me okay now watch this because everything is not going to be rosy in your life See, you know, when you find out whether or not you really believe he loves you is when life hits you. And then do you say, God, why did you let this happen to me? God, why did you allow them to take my whatever, right? See, this is when you find out how much you really believe he loves you is when life happens. Let's read here. Look at verse 35. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? So we know the issue here is everything I'm getting ready to read has its purpose in trying to separate us from how much Christ loves us. So every time life hits me, I got to be able to discern what that is. This is trying to take me away from the love of God. This is trying to separate me from how much Christ actually loves me. And then it goes to name a few areas. It says, will tribulation. Well, tribulation is pressure, trouble, usually brought on by circumstances, right? We lose our job. You know, maybe I was in a relationship, and I thought it was going to go all the way, and and they walked away from me. Man, listen, you got to learn how to say when people walk away from you, bye. Bye. God has something better for me, right? I wish you would sit around and throw a pity party, start crying, spitting, crawling. Stop all of that. God has something better for you. You thought you liked them, and you thought that's who you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. Wait till you see what's coming, because God loves you too much to let you live the rest of your life by yourself. Can you believe that? Can we believe that, right? So, tribulation, pressure brought on by circumstances. I love all of these, because it's all a part of life. Then he goes on to say, Uh, Here or distress distress is narrowness of room or calamity right things just get tighter in our life anybody ever been there before where it's just tight right now right i got i have more bills than i have income right it's just tight for me right now but i just need you all to know even when times get tight god will make sure everything's gonna be all right you gotta trust that and believe that put all your faith and your stock in that next one he talks about here is persecution that's pressure trouble usually brought on by people then he talks about famine that's scarcity of food or hunger so there'll be times in our life right when we might be hungry and experience a a scarcity of food or nakedness where we don't have enough clothes to put on our back verse 36 says just as it is written and forever remains written for your sake we are put to death all day long that phrase there We are put to death, talks about we are exposed to death all day long. How many you know when you got up to get out of your car to drive here, you exposed yourself to death? Every time we wake up and leave our homes, we expose ourselves to death. We went on a motorcycle ride on yesterday with our Ride Connected connect group. We exposed ourselves to death. The Scripture says here, just as it is written and forever remains, for your sake, We are exposed to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter. We are not sheep for the slaughter. But how many know the world sees us as weak? The world sees us as puny. Oh, you're a Christian, you must be weak. Folks, it's time to show us that we are, show the world that we are not weak, we are strong, we are overcomers, and we have the goods. They are not the ones that have the goods. It is God that is on our side, not God on their side. Let's keep reading. Verse 37 says, Yet in all of these things we are more than conquerors. See, you are not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. The phrase more than a conqueror comes from two Greek words, hypernekeo, Hyper means way above and beyond. Nicao means a decisive victory. So what I need you to understand about yourself, you don't just overcome, you overcome at a decisive level. You overcome way beyond what it is that was required for that situation. So in other words, if you need a thousand dollars to pay all your uh, bills, God will help you overcome at a level where you, He'll make sure you get five thousand so you can pay yours off and somebody else's off too. Come on somebody, I need you to understand you are not weak and downtrodden, you are not someone just barely getting along. You are more than a conqueror. When we talk about a decisive victory, we're talking about the same way the Lakers are giving it to the Miami Heat right now. How many of y'all know it is decisive and it is clear this series is over in four? right? LeBron is on a mission. It will be—that is what God wants to do in your life. When sickness tries to attach itself to your body, not only will God heal whatever sickness, He'll heal the stuff in your body that you didn't even know about that was trying to attack your body. It'll be so decisive and so clear. It'll be just like this CAT scan where you see this—it this, this. this it looks like a glob in the brain, right? You see that image there, and then the next image, nothing is there, and it's so decipher- deciphering. and it's so clear you never ever knew there was something there before folks I'm telling you when God delivers you when God brings you out of something he does it in a way that your life looks like you never ever went through it I wish I had a little bit more faith in this room right now God wants to give you a decisive victory in every area of your life he doesn't want you to just buy the house he wants you to pay cash for the house then he wants you to help somebody else pay their house off. It is always with God a decisive victory that's clear. Satan will begin to run from you when you stand up and take your place in terms of who you are in him. You, 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 you are more than a conqueror. You should develop an attitude. Tribulation, you want some of this? bring it. Persecution, you want some of this? Bring it because I'm getting ready to keep your butt so clear and so clean. You will never ever knock on this door ever again. You better go somewhere else because when you knock on this door, you're going to discover that faith lives here. And this faith has such a, a, a belief that God loves me so much. He'll never let you take me out the way that you're trying to. Somebody give God glory for that in this room. Come on, I said, somebody give God glory for that in this room. So yet in all of these things, tribulation, persecution, famine, hunger, COVID-19, all of it. Who's going to be the president? All of it. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Watch this. Through him who loved us so much that he died for us. See how it gets right back to knowing how much he loves you. That's right. That's right. Verse 38, for I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life, doesn't matter if I die or if I live, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, whatever I'm going through right now, and threatenings, whatever people are threatening they're going to do to me, nor things that that are coming in the future, nor powers, who's there, wouldn't matter if it's a Republican president or a Democratic president. We are the United States of America, and we live under the authority of one God, that if either one of them get off, God is greater than any type of party that we vote for. He's saying here, I'm convinced and will continue to be convinced that none of these things, nor height, I don't care how tall it is, nor depth, I don't care how low it is, I don't care how wide it is, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Yes. So now you understand that when things come against you, they are coming against you to separate you from the love of God because the enemy knows if he can get you to stop believing that God loves you, he'll get you out of faith. Why? Because faith operates by love.
0: That's right. Mr.
1: So something about knowing that God loves me so much and God would never let this have victory over me, when I put all my faith and confidence in that, how I many know it releases the victory that I'm, that I'm believing in for? Because God is not going to let his word ever fall to the ground. Ever. Not one ounce of it. Hallelujah. Somebody might be going through something online right now. Somebody might be going through something in this room right now. You need a revelation of that. I know God has us ministering this for a reason. You need a revelation of that. The reason it came into your life was to attempt to separate you from the love of God. Listen to me, folks. I'm not afraid to let people in this building. God loves me too much to let some virus take me out. I believe that that virus was nailed to the cross over 2000. Before the virus ever showed up, he already gave us the vaccine. And you know what the vaccine is? Jesus and his blood. Come on, somebody. There's no way I'm getting ready to be more afraid of that than I am putting my faith in God. You got folks working in Sprouts. You got folks working in Whole Foods, and they've been doing it every single day since this entire pandemic hit. And we're scared? Never that, folks. There is nothing that will separate me from the love of Christ. You got people working in hospitals. You got people working every single day, and we're afraid to come together one day a week. I can't live like that. God loves me too much. Now, this is a bold statement I'm getting ready to say. I'm not saying it in any confidence in me. There's a greater chance of you getting healed by coming within six feet of me than me catching COVID coming within six feet of you. I'm not feeling a lot of encouragement in this room right now. I'm getting ready to say it again. If I don't get an amen or something behind that, I'll run this service over. We'll be here till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm getting ready to say it one more time. I actually have more confidence in someone getting healed coming within six feet of me than me catching COVID coming within six feet of them. That's good. That's good. That was a little better. I I need to feel you online. Now it's 1220. I'm working on three o'clock right now if it doesn't get stronger. I'm getting ready to say it one more time. I have more confidence of someone getting healed coming within six feet of me than me catching COVID coming within six feet of somebody else. All right? Now we move from 3 o'clock to 2 o'clock. I'm trying to get us out at 1230. So I'm getting ready to say it one more time. I have more confidence that God loves me so much that if I get within six feet of you, the chances are you will get healed Versus me catching COVID-19, getting within six feet of you. All right. We're at at 1 o'clock now. I'm trying to get you out at 1230. We're at 1 o'clock right now. This next one will get you out at 1230 if the response is right online and in this room. I have more confidence that God loves me so much that if I come within six feet of you, I have more confidence that you will get healed than me getting sick with COVID coming within six feet of you. That's 1230 right there. That's 1230 right there. All right, I'm just going to let you all go right now, okay? I'm just going to let you go. We're going to end the service right there. We said some other things, but you can watch the first service and see everything that I said and everything that we said in that first service. Let's just lift our hands right now, and let's begin to worship the Father. Right where you're at, just begin to worship Him and give Him the glory that only He deserves, right there at home. I want you to put so much confidence in how much God loves you right there in your home, right there in your living room, wherever you're at right now, right here in the room. Let's just begin to worship the Father, and let's demonstrate how much God... Faith lives with a confidence in how much God loves you. Father, thank You for giving us such a decisive victory over anything this world would try to send our way. You made us world overcomers, Father. We are dominators, Father. The world doesn't dominate us. We dominate the world. And we use the authority that you've given us. And we use it over viruses, sicknesses, disease, lack, poverty, death, and anything that does not come from you. I am a world overcomer. Thank you for making every person who believes in your son world overcomers. Yes. This world system has no victory over us and our lives. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for loving us so much, God. Thank you so much for giving us your son and then through your son freely giving us all things that we need to enjoy life successfully. Now, if you're watching online or maybe you're physically in this room today, I don't know. I haven't seen people in a long time. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what's going on. But all I do know is that God loves you. And if you'll put your faith in a relationship with his son today, he'll cause you to overcome this world and all of its systems and orderly arrangement of things. You can't do it by yourself. You can only do it through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're out there today, if you're in this room today, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to pray with him for you. Maybe you're saying, Pastor, I'm saved, but I just allow myself to get distracted. I let things separate me from the love of God. A little tribulation, a little persecution hit me, and I, I let it get me off. But Pastor, I heard the word today. And I'm coming back to Christ. I'm rededicating my life to Christ. I'm getting my life back right with God. If that's you today, I want to pray with and for you. We're also going to give people an opportunity to join Linked Up Church today. So if any one of those first two invitations describe you, I want you to lift one hand towards heaven right now. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say every word of it by faith. Say, Dear Heavenly Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. And all my sins, are forgiven in Jesus name come on in the room can we just thank God for every life that prayed that prayer we're so happy for you today we believe with all of our hearts people pray that prayer sincerely from their hearts and if that's you today if you pray that prayer sincerely we want to encourage you to take your next step taking your next step will make God's heart so happy all of heaven will just rejoice at the fact that you're taking your next step. The Scripture says that the angels rejoice in heaven over one sinner who repents and gives their life back to Christ. All of heaven is rejoicing. You prayed the prayer. It will warm my wife and our hearts as well if you take that next step. Follow the information on your screen, and we'll follow up with you accordingly. But my wife and I, we want to welcome you to the family of God, let you know that we love you, and we can't wait to meet and see you in person thank you so much for watching our online service we certainly don't take that for granted and if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us we encourage you to become a part of our online community
0: that's right and you can do that by subscribing to our youtube channel sharing this video with a friend and following us on social media don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every sunday for our services
1: If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose, and their communities.
0: Thank you again for watching our service on today, and we'll we'll see see you next week.
1: week.